welcome to the Exploring Excellence podcast, a show where I interview professional service leaders, innovators and client service stars on the importance of people delivering excellent services to drive business performance. I'm your host, Lynn Bromley. I'm an author, speaker, business consultant and the managing director of First Impressions Training. I've spent my whole career in professional services and a large part of it in finance and technology, so I'm a huge fan of all things techie. But I want to make sure that in a world where we're more connected than ever before and strangely more disconnected at a human level than ever before, we bridge that gap between tech and people. So sit back and enjoy the show while I introduce you to today's guest. Hello, there are two quick things that I just wanted to explain to you before we get into today's episode. I'm actually coming to you today from a hotel and you might wonder why that is because as you know this podcast is called Inspiring Excellence in Professional Services. I actually think that professional services can learn an awful lot from hotels, particularly really great hotels like the one I'm at today. So I'll tell you more about that as we get into the episode. The second thing I just wanted to to own up to is that you'll notice that we missed an episode last month. You might have thought that's because it was the summer break, but in actual fact, it was a a technology breakdown. So recorded a fantastic episode and came to do the edit and the episode was nowhere to be found. So we need to re-record that one and that one will be coming out to you in October. So I'll tell you more about that uh, as the time comes about. So I shall get out of your way and get on with today's episode. I hope you enjoy it. Hello and welcome to Series 1, Episode 5 of the Inspiring Excellence Podcast. I'm here with Nick Hansen, General Manager of Mallory Court, Country House, Hotel and Spa. And we're in the most wonderful location here, Nick. It's absolutely glorious. (laughs) I've certainly been some lovely offices for these podcasts, but I think this one, I'm afraid, has to win. Um, We're in the most glorious drawing room and the view out of the window is onto the most delightful terrace and it's flooded with sunlight this morning isn't it's it it's quintessentially so english isn't it it really and I, is and i think we we were unconscious we are very blasé of our surroundings as we enter them every day and it's nice to be stopped by our guests to, yes to remind us quite how spoiled we are in yeah. the location yeah. it is beautiful because not only is it a glorious building it's also beautiful gardens and grounds isn't it as well so it's a huge feature of mallory court 10 acres of formal grounds uh, landscaped areas and and kitchen garden is becoming yeah. increasingly important for mallory court brilliant so tell us a little bit about what you do now nick um simplifying things i see that my role is threefold um i um my main aim is to create an inspiring environment for our team and ensure that we share our vision and goals with everybody here. We feel that everybody from top to bottom has a vital part to play in our business. Mm. And unless we are very clear with what our our aim for the business is, then um, you can quite easily find that everybody's going off a tangent. So we've had, we, we do communicate very regularly as a hotel team with the head of departments and it's down to them to empower their team to make sure that we're all on the same message. Um, secondly, it's about spreading the word of Mallory Court Hotel and Spa. We've come a long way from the days of 11 bedroom manor house with a dining room to now become a 43 bedroom resort really with six conference rooms and entertainment suite that can dine up to 100. And the recently created Luxury Land Spa which uh, also holds seven treatment suites as well as the pool and steam rooms and other heat treatment areas. 
and uh, has a spa cafe. We now have three dining options at Mallory Court, so um, we we spend an awful lot of our time making sure that the local businesses and and uh, nationally for our leisure market, the people are aware how our business is developing. Um, and uh, obviously for Sir Peter, it's very critical that I ever see the profit and loss for Mallory Court Hotel. Uh, we'll have a turnover this year estimated about four and a half million. And um, the economy is uh, without doubt uncertain at the mm, moment. And definitely. we need to ensure that we continue to offer opulence, all the touch points for our guests, whilst being very conscious of the ever increasing costs. Food in particular is, is something that's challenging the chefs at the moment and the upkeep of the building. So it's just, it's important that we keep our payroll and costs sensible whilst making sure that the quality of the business is forever moving mm. forward. Excellent. I'm so glad you mentioned the uh, the finances there, being an accountant by background. That's always an, always an important point, isn't it? But I, I think it's a difficult thing. It's an important thing to remind the, the team that um, while we work in some very opulent surroundings, yes. the, the absolute is a rationale that it is a, it is a business. Mm. And therefore, if we want it to continue to be very opulent surroundings, we need to make sure there's a return. Mm, definitely, uh, at, yes. at the bottom end of the finances, and we need to make sure that people understand that um, there's more to it than delivering excellent service. Mm, definitely, and the two go hand in hand, really, don't yeah. they? Because if yeah. you are delivering that excellent service, then it helps you to uh, to have a premium on the the price. It certainly helps keep the top Absolutely. top lines coming in, but yeah. I think. Um, once you share those goals, people understand that um, it, it's not uh, it's not something to be ashamed of. Talking about costs, that actually you've got a workforce all working towards the same goals, mm. and and it's far easier than trying to control all the lines yourself. Yes, and you mentioned there the local businesses. So, do you try and work with the, the local businesses to to bring in locally produced foods and and other services as well? We very much want to work with, you know, and promote the local businesses. Um, and I think nowadays uh, local sourcing is something that guests will look for as well. But um, the relationship between our head chef and the local suppliers is something that is, is extremely valuable to Paul Evans, our, our head chef. And um, we always want to source the best. But we feel actually within Warwickshire and the surrounding counties, we, we pretty much can source the best. We're clearly challenged by fish and seafood. Of course. But, but, out, <laughs> but outside of that, we, we're very fortunate with our location that, uh, and, and we're well supported by our suppliers. Yeah, and I should say for, for those that don't know, we are in the heart of Warwickshire here. So about as far away from the sea as we can possibly <laughs> get, really, aren't we? So, yes, absolutely. So we would never compromise the quality, but... but but actually our suppliers are, are really uh, very pa as passionate about their produce as we are as our mm. product. Mm, excellent. And so tell us a little bit about your background. How did you get into what you do now? Um, I've always had a natural interest in uh, how hotels and restaurants ran. I, I, I recall this from a young age and I don't know what inspired that. It's not a family background. Mm -hmm. So um, having studied A-levels and looking at courses that would um, entice me to keep studying at, at university. Um, I wanted to be some more specific. Business studies was very much the trend at the time and I felt I wanted something very much more specific and related to a career. Mm -hmm. And uh, hotel management seemed the obvious, obvious way to go. Mm -hmm. And then uh, never really looked back. I was very fortunate. I think you're quite often very strongly influenced by your first 
step on the career ladder <laughs> and my first role was with the Savoy group at uh, who owned the Ligon Arms and the Cotswolds at the time and you leave your studies as quite a blank slate and so you're heavily influenced by the first people you work with and mm. uh, I was very fortunate had some great mentors at the Ligon Arms mm, and, definitely uh, another lovely hotel yeah uh, uh, iconic in its day and uh, yes. it's great to see it coming back onto the map now as well and then so what did you do then after after the Ligon Arms where did you go next um I've uh, I've been really fortunate over the years I've worked at um I was general manager at the vineyard at Stockcross worked with John Campbell two Michelin stars we, we gained five red stars for the hotel uh, we were voted hotel of the year I've worked on the Royal Scotsman train which was a unique um piece of hospitality mm. looking after and 99% American clientele mm-hmm. uh, in a hotel that was never in the same place and, and really the headaches for that was making sure that you were in the right place at yes. the right time and working with a very different mentality of the rail network whereas in hospitality the answer is always yes and you then try and work out how on earth you're going to deliver that it was almost a complete reversal of that with with the, with the rail mentality yes I can well um, imagine <laughs> And at one point, having yeah, had the, the, my role at the vineyard at Stockcross was hugely enjoyable. I keep in contact with people there and, and very rewarding, but I'd always felt that I wanted the challenge of running my own business at some point. Um, so I agreed an exit strategy with the director, uh, Andrew McKenzie, and uh, it took me about a year to find a business, and it took me off to the Isle of Mull, off the west coast of Scotland. And um, quite possibly, if it hadn't been so geographically challenging with aeroplanes, boats and trains to, to mm. get there, I might still have been doing it. But I had 10 wonderful years uh, with uh, Island Life, mm. a fantastic community up there. And um, it uh, really focused my, probably honed my finance skills when mm. you understand exactly what return on investment needs and what am I going to get out of this pound that mm. I'm going to spend on refurbishing the hotel or the restaurant and mm-hmm. so um, invaluable time and thoroughly enjoyable. Excellent and then you've been here at, at Mallory for just under a year I guess. Nine months now, joined, yeah. joined in January Yeah. and um, really having met the board, uh, Mark Chambers, Tony Douglas and uh, final interview with Sir Peter Rigby that I was convinced that working with some like-minded people that were absolutely passionate about the hotel industry mm. and equally passionate not just about the hotels but the people within them they understand that it's the people that are going to mm. be making the difference and, and that was really there's some wonderful hotels all over the country and in some great locations with some some great accolades but um it's always been more important for me to find people that have the same sort of people focus of and understanding the same definition of what hospitality is really mm. and I imagine that that could be a challenge coming into a business where because this was the very first hotel in the Eden Hotel collection wasn't it absolutely and so there's a I know there's a lot of team members here that have been here a lot of years so I imagine coming into that environment could have been quite challenging if you didn't have those I, I same think, sorts of values I, I think and sometimes often it, it can be I would say I've been nothing but welcomed here um, we within my first month here we had a long service awards dinner and around the table of I want to say around about 15 members of the team we had over 250 years of continual mm-hmm. service I very much felt an imposter hosting this dinner after <laughs> after four weeks of, I can of, of, the, of the business <laughs> but um, it's 
It's wonderful to be hearing stories of people that have worked here even before Sir Peter uh, and the family owned the hotel. Went in the days of our head housekeeper started work here managing an 11 bedroom hotel and she now has the joys of looking after 43 mm. bedrooms and a spa yeah, and amazing. three restaurants. Um, but I think they're great people for the, for the, the newer generation to learn from I still think there's so many values that perhaps and the training that's gone on over the years that, that um, their experience is, uh, is exceptional. Mm, fantastic so we've talked a little bit about service excellence so I'd love to know what that means to you so can you give us some um, some thoughts around you know, almost a breakdown of, of what that means particularly in the hospitality industry? I think it's about not being afraid to go off script we have um, we invest heavily within uh, Eden Hotel Collection on in-house training. We have our own L&D team that uh, go around all eight of our hotels, ensuring that um, there's regular investment in the team. But that's really the framework within, within which we need to then empower our team and say these are the guidelines, but actually any one of our guests here today, and we have a full hotel today, so 43 bedrooms, we'll have some guests here for conference needs, some guests here that have wanted to relax in the spa. Some guests that may just sit and allow them read lounge and read papers. Some that mm-hmm. are here every week for two or three nights on corporate needs. Mm-hmm. So to actually pinpoint what hospitality is to any of these guests, we, we need to make sure that um, we're using our sixth sense really and understanding that um, how we check any one of those guests in is gonna be a completely different. Have they had a long journey? Do they know the hotel back to front? So we, we need to make sure that we, uh, if you recruit well and educate them well, then I think we need to allow them to to deliver mm. off script. And that's really true hospitality. Yes, so it's all about tailoring it to it the is, needs of that particular yeah. guest. Yeah, yeah fantastic. Yeah. And we've also talked about um, the importance of the of the staff here and the fact that you've got such uh, such long service. So again, what does it mean to have great people delivering that great service? From what you've said, I'm imagining that's hugely important, particularly in your industry. We we are without doubt a people industry, and uh, as I've mentioned, there's uh, nowadays probably more choice of where to go and stay on leisure, take your company away for uh, three days of conferencing. Um, so oh, what, wonderful though we've talked about these lo- this location already and it is a spectacular location at Mallory. Um, it's really rewarding uh, when, we, when we have to say farewell to the guests that are actually saying, you know what, we, we were promised a wonderful location, great food, um, great facilities but what's really made the difference of our stay is the personal attention to detail and, and and they'll talk about four or five members of the team that they've met and have made a difference to their stay and I think that's really what our business is about. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. Yeah, that, that, certainly I can verify that having, <laughs> having been to, to Mallory many on many occasions for, for many different yeah. events and to the spa and and even came recently to a, a gin evening in yes, the gardens indeed. which was fabulous so we got to to be taken around the gardens by the head gardener as well and and to see because we we know it's there but you don't always venture down to the gardens so it was really lovely to to be shown around and to to be told what some of the the plants and particularly the herbs and the vegetables uh, that you grow here yeah. uh, for use in the in the kitchen so that was another facet to the hotel that I'd not really seen before it, it's the relationship has really blossomed between Paul, our head chef, and Jania, our mm. head gardener, that um, 
I think now Paul's been with us two years. He's had a full season mm. to understand what vegetables John is able to grow and produce mm. and, and vice versa, that John has been able to ask, actually, I, I can, I'm now got an opportunity to plant. What would you like to see come through? And we, I would happily say our menu probably represents 50% we use from, direct from the gardens, whether that's fresh, pickled, preserved, however it be, it's, it's an important part of mm. that. Yes. And tell us a little bit more about the culture at Mallory. You've touched a little bit on uh, the, the, the team members and the fact that you've got long service here. Um, and you've just talked a little bit about the fact that the team members are working really well together. Is there anything else specific about the culture you think that really makes it work at Mallory? I think um, going back to Sir Peter Rigby and his family, that you know the fact that we, we still remain a family-owned hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, we are part of a collection of eight hotels, but they very much empower their management team to make it a success. We don't really have um, central directives. Each, they're, they're fully aware that each hotel is individual and bespoke. And I think that family uh, ownership and the standards that are set by the Rigby family very much flow down. And we, we're very fortunate to see Sir Peter on a weekly basis, if not more often. And I think very much feel he's coming in to check that the staff are smiling and the guests are smiling and, and hopefully the car park's full mm. and in which case then it looks like the business is functioning well but I think it's those standards that are set and uh, just genuine beliefs that really have moulded the way we then uh, recruit and look after our team that uh, we are unfortunately within our industry we probably see more of each other at, at work than we do of our own family so this is very much a family unit and it's not just about um, looking after the, the guests it's looking after the internal team as well I think we have to we have to enjoy working with each other absolutely mm. and but we'll only get that enjoyment if we're delivering at the level that that we want to and I think we're all very conscious about supporting each other and the last thing any department wants to do is let anybody down. Mm. So talking of service excellence and the, the great culture that you have here at the hotel um, last year you were awarded with with winning the Midland Service Excellence Award um, last year last March yes. and in fact today although this podcast will go out live after um, after it's been announced but today we are launching the Midland Service Excellence Awards 2020 so hope you'll be uh, part of that again for, for next year so tell us a little bit about uh, what it meant to you to enter the, the awards and what would you say to other people if they were thinking of applying as well? I think uh, for us an award such as Hotel of the Year um, it's obviously a great quality stamp for us. It's a great message for us to be able to go out to prospective clients and it gives them some reassurance. Mm. And um, clearly it's wonderful massage for our, our ego as a senior team. But I think the most important thing overall is the recognition for the, for the wider team that uh, day in, day out, that consistent delivery and, and the pride they have in their work to be able to come back with, with that award and actually give them some tangible results mm-hmm. for all of their efforts. Um, for me, that, that reward for them is, is, is worth all the effort of, of the hurdles that you put through to, to enter the award and um, it, it's just super recognition mm-hmm. for them. Oh, that's great. And in fact, that might tie in well to a new category that we have for this year, or for next year, I should say, um, which is Unsung Hero Award, um, because we felt very much what you said there, there there's always the, the head of the business that you, you get to see a lot out in, yeah. you know, out networking and so on. But there's always that person in the business that you don't see that might be behind the scenes, but the business could not operate without that person. And it sounds as though potentially your, your housekeeper that you mentioned might be 
I think there's, there's, always, there's always a few in, in, in yes. every business. There's uh, some, in, with any business, there's some larger characters yeah. that perhaps tends to get the recognition on a daily basis because they have honed their skills and perhaps and, and then perhaps have a really strong interaction with the guests. But there's always those that are behind the scenes, quietly getting on with their role and actually are really the pillars of the pillars of the hotel and, mm. and, 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 and Jackie, our housekeeper, would be a shining example of that, absolutely. Excellent. I'm glad we put that one in. <laughs> we, we did talk about it long and hard and we decided we would put it in. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'm really glad because that sounds like the, the perfect extra uh, extra award for, for next year. So that's great. Um, so I know that you're you're a very busy man, Nick. Lots going on in the hotel today. And as you said, it's, it's absolutely full. Um, so what I always ask is... Is there a charity that either you or the the hotel um, support that you'd like to mention? Because then if our listeners have enjoyed listening to this and want to show their appreciation, they could perhaps go and do so by not only coming to pay you a visit, but but also uh, potentially going to to give a donation to your charity. So who is it that you'd like to put forward? Um, Well, all of our charitable donations are managed through uh, the Family Trust, the Rigby Foundation Charitable Trust. And it's uh, a foundation that invests in causes relating to long life learning, uh, health and education. And currently the foundation has over a million invested in active products. And these are managed by the family. Uh, So we would certainly urge people, if should they be kind enough to donate, to um, go onto the Rigby Group PLC website and there'll be full details of the charitable uh, trust there and there's some wonderful work being done. Yeah, gosh, that sounds great. A million being raised, that's yeah. incredible. So fabulous. I hope people will, will go and do that. And one one last thing, we, you've given us lots of fantastic tips as we've gone through. If there are listeners who are thinking, actually, we ought to pay attention to our service excellence, are there any last minute tips that you'd like to give that people could pay attention to? I think often it can be overcomplicated. Um, I'm sure the message has come through loud and clear so far, but it's all about the team. I think if you recruit well, then it's simply about sharing the goals, educating the team, understanding what's important to them, keep them engaged, and then allow them to deliver time and time again. Brilliant, great advice. And if people would like to find out about uh, Mallory, where would you like them to, to go? Where's the best place for them well, to find we've out? Well, very recently just launched a new, very impressive website. Um, so www.mallory.co.uk. That will guide them through all aspects of our hotel, whether it be dining, overnight stays, come and visit our spa. Um, there's some great uh, videos, photography, very much image-led and um, yeah we very much invite everybody to to peruse that or contact me directly at the hotel we'd love to hear from them brilliant that's great thank you ever so much for your time nick thank you i hope you picked up some real gems from that conversation with nick i think what he had to to share was fascinating and i hope that you could see the analogies between hospitality and professional services i think some of the things for me that came across were that people make the difference and that's just the same in professional services Um, I loved how Nick talked about having a sixth sense and really being able to bespoke your service to the particular client that you're working with or or guest in their particular case. Um, I think a lot of 
their success comes from the fact that it is the family owned business still and the standards have been set right from the beginning and any business can take that on it doesn't have to be family owned um, but I think being able to set the standards and as Nick said recruit a good team train them really well and then allow them to to deliver um, and, and really set you apart in in the industry and again I think that can go for any type of professional services business not just hospitality so I hope you enjoyed that episode do let me know I'd love it if you could rate and uh, review and share the episode wherever you listen to it whether that be on iTunes or whether that be on one of the the other um, Podbean um, applications that you listen to the the podcast on so do let me know what you think I'd love to hear your your comments and also really keen for you to get involved with the Service Excellence Award. So who do you know that delivers service excellence that you'd like to put forward for the awards? You can go and find all the details at www.serviceexcellenceawards.co.uk. Closing date for entries is on the 24th of January and we'll be hosting the awards at a black tie dinner on the 19th of March in uh, at the beautiful Hogarth's Hotel in Dorwich. So do get your applications across. As Nick said, it's definitely worth entering and it gives you lots of kudos for you and for your team as well. So any questions, please do get in touch. And until next time, I'll catch up with you then. Bye bye. <laughs>